You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 124. My name is Clark from 5 Card Guys on Instagram and 5cardguys.com. Co-hosting with me as usual is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards. John's away this week, but he should be back for next week's episode. But returning to the podcast, making a back-to-back appearance is Chris Begg. Welcome back, Chris. Thanks for having me yet again. <laughs> Love having you here. If you um, if you missed the Friday episode, go back and take a listen because Chris shares a very cool story about how he got into card collecting at a very young age. I won't spoil that for you here. Um, but as we also mentioned on Friday's show, Chris brings some extensive baseball knowledge, having competed in the Summer Olympics for Team Canada in 2004 and 2008. And we also discussed his experience in the World Baseball Classic in the inaugural 2006 year and as well as in 2009. So that's, um, yeah, that was really interesting to hear about his experience. Um, For this show, we'll definitely be talking more about baseball cards, but first, off the top, I don't know if you saw the video of Michael Rubin, the CEO of Fanatics, who stopped by, I believe it was at Burbank Cards this past week, and he saw a girl who was obviously a big fan and card collector of Devin Booker, and what Rubin did was call up Booker I guess he just has him on his uh, phone number saved in his phone. <laughs> Called out Devin Booker on FaceTime so the girl could talk to talk to him. And she got pretty emotional. She got pretty excited. And um, I heard Booker apparently texted Ruben after the call and um, told him that he would send the girl a signed jersey. So Sweet. I thought that was a cool story overall. Do we need any more proof that Ruben and Fanatics is going to be good for the hobby? <laughs> Yeah, no, that just shows his character. And, you know, I was I was on Ruben's uh, like Instagram page, too. And just his presence kind of like he's actually on the field. You know, this guy's the CEO of Fanatics, one of the biggest. It is the biggest. It is the the big monopoly. So, you know, seeing him in the hobby field is always a positive sign because he's interacting with the people that, you know, um, want the change or these are the people we are the people right so you know and and seeing that you see a lot of that and i'm all for it 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 creates a a crazy experience for that girl right and it's it was it was comical because uh what's called the the suns uh just uh beat beat the sixers too right Right. so it was kind of uh perfect timing and with with everything but like i'm i'm glad it happened you know i'm glad it was recorded obviously he he recorded it but like you know, uh, a lot of people have to see the positivity, in my opinion, in the sure. hobby. I think it's always good to, you know, focus on the positive things that, you know, that we have and where we're going as a hobbyist, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, uh, it's funny. I, I watch that and the older I get, the more emotional I get. And I, I like started to tear up a little bit just watching <laughs> it. It was like such a cool moment, right, for that girl. And obviously she just was floored. She was in like, yeah. the tears of joy and everything, right? So, uh you know, watching that was pretty cool. And, and, you know, it made me think if you have the power, if you're somebody who has the power like he does to mm-hmm. do something like that, like all these athletes do, it's a, you know, I don't expect you to do something like that, but why wouldn't you do something like that? Right. Sure. You know, you just made that girl's 
day, week, year. Like she, that's a memory for life that she's going to have. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I, I bet you Ruben felt pretty good himself. You know, it made him feel yeah. good too, right? So why wouldn't you do something like that? Like if you're, if you have that power in any industry and you can make somebody else's day by, you know, and that's not a huge act that he did. It was something right. easy for him. Call up somebody knows in his phone that, you know, just like yeah. that just, I mean, she's she's a lifelong fan now, right? She, You're not going to be able to get rid of her, you know, uh, as a basketball fan or as a Devin Booker True. fan. So why wouldn't you do something like that? That's awesome. Yeah. Good, uh, good story, especially, um, you know, coming off last week, we were talking about the retail king and scams that are happening in the hobby. So this is a good story to balance all of that out. And, you know, I was thinking when I was watching that kind of in the bigger picture sense of things within the hobby, like if Ruben has all these connections, you know, and, and Fanatics is really actively looking to make the user experience much better in the hobby. Imagine what else they can do in terms of really, you know, connecting the fans and collectors with athletes. And like you're saying, Chris, like, you know, once you experience something like that, like it's, it's a lifelong memory and that's how you retain people in the hobby. Right. So always good to see. And hopefully we see more of those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on now to hobby headlines. So with Chris back on the show and all three of us having collected sports cards during the infamous junk wax era, I wanted to ask first, who did you like to collect growing up? Okay. And two, putting aside the extremely high number of printed cards during this time, which sports card or player do you think deserves more hobby love? Oh, wow. Um, for me, for me, it was, uh, I grew up on like 89 tops, 90 Don Russ. Like 91 <laughs> Donruss, 91 Tops, 90 Tops, Flair yeah. from 89. That kind of era, it got me really into it. That's the only thing I could afford at the time because, you know, <laughs> they and they weren't they weren't that expensive back in the day. But yeah, like um, that brings back cr- crazy memories. But uh, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of underrated cards in that generation in general. I think like a lot of the 90s guys get no love. Like you, the mm-hmm. Frank Thomas, the Mike Piazza's, even A Rod, obviously with his uh, his his situation, you know, right. uh, still gets you know underwhelming, I guess, uh, hobby love, just because it was labeled kind of like that. Uh, I guess the the age of junk wax era was kind of like that that early nineties, right? So um, yeah, like. Uh, it, I I enjoyed the experience regardless. Like it was it sure. was such a like like Beggar said in a, a previous episode. Like I would just look at every single card, the back, and study the stats. Like I didn't know what half of them were, but I knew that batting average over three hundred was a was a good batting average, and you know that's how I kind of you know uh, enjoyed baseball as a kid because it was such a new sport to me, right? So it's like that's how I learned the game. You know, yeah. no, no, no way else, right? You you learn it because you you started collecting cards. So yeah, for me, yeah, those would be kind of like the the I guess the underrated players uh, during, that I say and I see in the junk wax era. 
Yeah, I missed yeah. those 700 uh, card sets that you, <laughs> yeah. you bought boxes, boxes to put together. Yeah, but yeah. a box cost $30. And like you said, yeah. it was inexpensive, but that was that was part of the appeal, right? That's why mm-hmm. you could do it. That's why you could buy the boxes and go to the corner store and buy a pack. Now packs are, you know, $5 is a cheap pack. And you get the right. same kind of value out of it as you do with 90 Don Russ packs. So it's like, <laughs> which which was one of my favorites, by the way, of 90 Don Russ. And, you know, oh, yeah. the Nolan Ryan cards with the, the, the oh, yeah. switched backs and everything. The Juan <laughs> right. Gonzalez and all, like, yeah. those are beautiful cards. Uh, so I, I love those. And, you know, I liked, uh, you know, 91 Upper Deck, 92 Upper Deck, the 90 Leaf. Uh, like, that set yeah. is, that's an mm-hmm. awesome set with Frank yeah. Thomas. And, and if you're thinking about, like, specific players or cards that are underrated i mean we don't have to look much further than our our good friend sir larry walker i oh, mean his cards are yeah how are they is a flair so cheap is, yeah. is, is his rookie card flair like well, he's got he's one? got a 90 leaf is a night like that's a beautiful oh, card right super rare um, huh, you know okay. he's got like 90 don russ he's got uh i think there's 90 score you know so he's yeah. got he's got a few there but i mean that's that's one guy um you know, depending on how far back we consider the the uh, the junk wax area, and you know, mm-hmm. some people go back to the early '80s, late '80s. I mean, I love the '87 designs. Like, I love that '87 Don Ross, um, the '87 Fleer. Those players. If you go back even further, the '83s. Um, oh you yeah, know, the Gwyn Boggs and Sandberg. The, that trio right there. Nice. I mean, those are awesome cards. And you know, one um, I, I may or may not have. Just missed out on a 1984 Topps Don Mattingly card a couple hours ago because I got distracted by a squirrel or something and forgot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, you know, that's one that uh, I think I've got an OPG card, but I don't have the top. So I was like, oh, why am I trying to find that one? So, you know, some of those cards and some of those players. And, sure. Um, you know, one of the the underrated players, I think, um, for me is Daryl Strawberry. Uh, he's... Mm. Yeah. It's funny, you know, when when COVID hit and we're all stuck at home, one of the sports channels kept playing old Mets games, and I knew Strawberry was a freak, but I was watching all these games. They probably, you know, nineteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty eight games, something like that. This guy was, you know, he was he was a different breed. He just looked different. He could do things a lot different, and he came up the bat, and it was just like, man, he's hitting the ball hard every single time, and he could run. You know, last episode we talked about running and stealing and everything like that. That was a guy, that was a five tool player right there. Yeah. You know, so that's a guy, True. um, you know, I, I, I've got a couple of his 84 rookies and I like those. Those are, those are a couple of my favorites in my collection, but, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of those, those early nineties, uh, sets. They're, they're fantastic. I still got, <laughs> I still got my shoe boxes full of the common cards and that'll probably <laughs> never leave my, my shelves. Love it. Love it. It's funny. You mentioned like, those 700 card sets back in the day. I actually completed a 1992 Fleer, the complete set, like all 700 plus cards. And um, man, that I can't, I can't remember how long it took me. But you know, you went to the local card shop and they'll have those binders where you look for the the missing cards. <laughs> Finally, did it. Still have it in one of those like. Um, 800 count white boxes. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I've got a couple of those. I think, and, and the one that I never, I can't remember what year it was, but remember they had the tops total set. It was like a thousand and eighty cards or something like that. That yeah, that's yeah, insane. Yeah, could you? I could imagine putting that thing together. Trying, trying to do that now. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> now I'm like talking about completing subsets of like 
30 is the max I can do. You know, that's what I yeah. can afford. Yeah, <laughs> and those subsets of those time. 90s were, were fantastic. You get the, what was it, the 91 Fleer or something like that? The Dream Team when they all, all the guys yeah, got oh, their yeah, shirts yeah. off and all that, thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's that 91 cool. or 92 anyway, but uh, it's like, what were they? thinking with these pictures. <laughs> Holy Canseco could pull it off, but Kirby Pucky couldn't. Kirby Pucky couldn't. Okay. It's like, sorry, Kirby, man, I love you. Big fan. Got yeah. your 85 rookies, but uh, I'm not uh, emptying the wallet for your shirt off card. It, it, inserts were definitely like the chase, you know, when yeah. it was the cool thing. Like, I think that's kind of underrated too, talking about underrated stuff, right, is, is inserts, like 90s inserts, because there was nothing other to chase. You know, it was, it was common card or the cool inserts, right? Yeah, the, sure. the, the I remember the like the Diamond Kings cards that were just yeah, the, those were awesome. Diamond Kings, yeah. Kings or amazing. or the uh, MVPs. the MVP. Yeah, those yeah. were those were uh, them. Those were fantastic. Kurt those, right? Yeah, you, you'd be happy. Like I was totally happy with those cards, and now you get those, you're like, ah, <laughs> wasted, <laughs> yeah. wasted a spot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I was uh, looking through my collection and and. I remember these are the ones I, I I collected home run hitters even back then. You know, there just so like Jeff Bagwell, obviously. Oh, nice. Uh, Frank Thomas, obviously. I don't know if you guys remember Phil Plantier. Oh, I remember yeah, Phil Fred's, Plantier. Yeah. yeah, he was my like at one point in in my baseball card collecting history Plantier. was my most expensive card. Now it's like my probably Phil my cheapest. Was it the ninety one Stadium Club or what? No, it was a, it was a, like an insert, like a rookie sensations, like okay. a dark blue border, and um, I know it. I got the Juan it? Guzman out of that one. Love that card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Juan Guzman. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Juan Guzman. <laughs> but um, yeah, so underrated. I, I got a couple that stuck out, and we talk about this in previous episodes, and I don't know how you feel about this, uh, beggar, but. We always say like pitchers are like hate you know, it. no you, hobby love for pitchers. No, you guys right? suck. Like we're willing to give them thirty million dollars a year to play, but we can't spend seventy five like, no, cents on their rookie card. That's <laughs> yeah. like uh, out of five or something like that. Nah, that's too high. <laughs> yeah, so, we're you know we admit there's no hobby love for pitchers. Uh, they're just too risky, and I don't know maybe it's because of the injury risk these days. But looking at the junk box era, you know these pitchers, there are pitchers that have finished their established careers you know they're they're hall of famers yet for one reason you know obviously high print run but some of these pictures like if you find them in psa 10 conditions the pop pop count's not that high but still it's relatively cheap compared to like home run hitters so i'm going to name a couple okay you if you follow a lot of baseball instagram accounts they'll show like vintage footage or not vintage but you know like in the 80s and 90s <laughs> that's vintage now <laughs> yeah okay. i'm talking about it will be for our kids, right? Yeah. So, um, but uh, Greg Maddox, like oh. if you see the way the ball moves, it's he's a magician. Like I, I just see some of his clips like on repeat. I'm like, how does it go from left to right when he's a righty? And anyway, his 1987 Donruss rookie card, his pop count PSA 10 is 2,756, and it's going for 250 bucks. Like crazy greg maddox yeah. maddox was all time he he all was time. he was my he's my favorite pitcher of all time. him and like him and nolan ryan are my two favorites of all yeah. time pedro's a close third there but uh Ooh, you know Martins, maddox yeah. maddox is a guy i saw a quote actually thing he's like you know you know hitters want to know what i'm throwing around. i'll tell you what's coming it's an 80 mile an hour sinker and you're not <laughs> yeah. even gonna you're not even gonna swing at it i yeah. was like yeah i love that like it was such a good pitch it's like i'll tell you it's coming you're still not gonna square it up he was, yeah. he was, like I said, he's a magician. He's magical. 
Greg Maddox was amazing. And, you know, like, even when he retired, like, I don't know if you saw um, him pranking Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Do you see yeah. that YouTube video? Yeah. Where he yeah. um, dressed up as a camera guy. So he had, like, fake facial hair. <laughs> and, then, and then the picture that was supposed to pitch against for, you know, Chris Bryant during this promotion you know, didn't show up. So they got the camera guy to say, hey, I could throw a few pitches. <laughs> and Chris Bryant's like, oh, I don't think it's a good idea. And then Maddox is like just throwing wicked curveballs. <laughs> and Bryant's like missing it. You know, like it's, and Chris, Chris Bryant's like, well, this guy, this camera guy can pitch. Good. Well, <laughs> yeah. pitchers, pitchers get a bad rap for not being athletes either, but I think he won about oh, 15 gold gloves oh, in a row that, or yeah. something yeah. like that, right? That's, that's crazy. what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah like uh, another uh, Instagram reel I saw was him like fielding the ball, like 18, making ridiculous plays on the field. Eighteen time Gold Glove. That won't be repeated again by anybody. Yeah. Like eighteen, Seriously. maybe Arenado. Yeah, you know? but not from a pitcher. Eighteen yeah. years though. That's just that's yeah. a long career, let alone like Gold Glove career. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, I would I would put Maddox at that. Randy Johnson, kind of even Randy Johnson. Yeah. These guys are the like the goats of of yeah, pitching, man. right? Like uh, I would put Pedro up there, but. Between Maddox and Randy Johnson, I would say there was there was no one who did it in for as long as they did it and yeah. dominate, you know, just absolutely dominate. And it was like that's that's what was fun for me watching. We got guys like you know Maddox, Smoltz, Steve Avery, you know, all all these you know pitchers, David Wells, Jimmy Key. We grew up on you know uh, just pure you know, watching like those kinds of pictures. So it was a treat where like the era we grew up watching. So, yeah, but yeah, sure. like I, I think super underrated Maddox, even Randy Johnson, I would say. That's, you know what? That's a good segue because the second guy on my list was Randy Johnson. Oh, nice. 19, 1989 Fleer. And there's a variation, if you're familiar, the Marlboro ad on scoreboard, the one that wasn't blurred out. <laughs> um, that pop count of PSA 10 is 108. And it's going for eight hundred bucks. Like I think that's a you know that's such a such a iconic card. That's the variation <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, like wow. the one that where yeah you used to I've actually heard see of that. I've actually never uh, seen that one. So I, you they, know I wasn't they, I wasn't a were collector. <laughs> they were all <laughs> myths when we were when we were growing up. They're all like legends. It's like yeah. the Dale yeah. Murphy <laughs> error card, for instance. It's like the, never the, seen it. The Bill Ripken, right? <laughs> yeah, Bill Ripken too that's, was one of them. Big yeah. One. Yeah, oh, there's a, oh yeah, the, <laughs> the that uh, yeah. that's that seems that seems like a pretty good price for the, the Randy Johnson one. Uh, yeah, and a pop kind of one away for that specific variation. Yeah. yeah, and he's wearing an Expos jersey. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, all these things that are gonna get better yeah, add up to the to the value for sure. Darts and poutine. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, speaking of Randy Johnson, him hitting that bird, I can't. <laughs> I remember watching that game too. Yeah. Did you like live? Yeah, I was oh, just man. so confused. <laughs> I was so confused. I think he was uh, pretty upset by that. Actually, if I if I recall correctly, he didn't want to be asked about it. He didn't want he didn't want to talk about it. I think he uh, felt pretty bad or whatever. You know, for whatever reason, yeah, it wasn't something that. he was very pleased with. But. Oh. Talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time with that bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, again, with Randy Johnson, do you know he's taking? He's a photographer. I was just gonna say that. I was like, he's an <laughs> NFL photographer, right? Yeah, and, uh, and he yeah. looks he looks the part. <laughs> he looks like a years photographer. Ago, I think I looked at like I think he's got a website and I think he's done some nature stuff and everything too. He's like he's, he's good. Like this, yeah. is he just talented at whatever he does? You know, pick up a oh, baseball, yeah. throw hundred miles an hour. <laughs> Pick up a no, camera, I just saw the other, take off pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I just saw the other day, like, 
he, I don't know if it was a tops thing, but he was taking pictures of some rookies, um, for tops. So that's going to come out, um, maybe the, this year. The Randy Johnson parallel. I was going to say, there's going to be the SP of him taking the, the card is going to be him taking the picture of the player. That's going to be, that's going to be it, man. Call right now. Yeah. That that makes sense. Uh, Yeah. I can't wait to see it. And I think they did interviews with like the, these, these prospects and rookies. And, and obviously they're like, you know, um, oh, this is kind of cool. Randy Johnson's taking my photo for the baseball card. Right. So. Um, yeah, uh, we'll ha- we'll update uh, we'll update everyone once we know when that's coming out. But um, that should be a cool uh, subset when it does. All right, the junk wax era, good times. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to our next segment. We're calling overrated, underrated, and staying on the theme of junk wax era. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a list of five to six cards or players um during this junk wax era and uh you just tell me if you think it's overrated or underrated all right okay so here we go first on my list is i got to start with ken griffey jr upper deck 1989 number one pop count is 4131 of the psa 10 and it's going right now last sold for 1855 overrated or underrated 1855 Pop count 4,000. 4, yep, See, here's 4, the thing. I would say it's overrated, overpriced, but it's Ken Griffey Jr. It's the kid. If there's anybody else, then I would say no. And that is, to me, that is one of the most iconic baseball cards yes. ever. Like, ever. That was like the the chase, the ultimate chase in the junk wax era. So I'm going to say it's underrated. Um because okay. he's he's a goat. These these PSA ten should be locked up in the safe. They shouldn't be traded on a daily basis. That's my opinion. So I'm gonna say underrated still. Yeah, I uh All right. I kind of agree with everything you said. Like that card is so iconic. That is it's just a yeah. beautiful card, right? I was actually thinking today about speaking kind of blending the two things, some of the best photography on a card, right? Or maybe most unique, and that card popped in my mind, that image. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I think I got to go overrated just with that price and that pop count and everything. I mean, it, it's, it's not, high. it's not rare. Like you see lots of good copies out there. Right. And, uh, you know, that seems a little, seems a little steep for me. Maybe, maybe he'll, uh, he'll get in some off field scandal. That price will come down or something. <laughs> we can get a steal at a cheaper price. Well, do you know the peak price Clark on that? Um, I could look it up for you, but um, yeah, it's definitely more than the 2K that that's at now. But um, but I think in a previous episode we did talk about that this card, Ken Griffey, the upper deck that we're talking about, is one of if not the most submitted cards to PSA still. That's like it's crazy. around 50K. It's, it's a gorgeous card, yeah, right? It is just beautiful, and it just with that deck could do right. The upper deck that. That set the standard for years and the, the first year that it came out and everything. Oh, was, upper deck was the chase, yeah. It was unbelievable. There's so many nice cards. Like one of my favorite cards that I've got is the Nolan Ryan. I think it's like a, a 3K or whatever, or 3X or yeah. whatever, the you know, the triple image or whatever in in that in that card. And that's a gorgeous right, card. Right, that was, yeah. I think I got that as a gift. And I was like, one, he was like my favorite player. And then that card in 89 upper deck is like, this is a beautiful card. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, I just looked it up. The PSA 10 at its peak in February of 2021, it sold for $5,412. Wow. And it's $1,800, eh? <laughs> now it's 800 so <laughs> Over 50% off if you look at it that way. But um, I'm going to say it's actually underrated because what I just mentioned, like there's so many cards being submitted to try to get this PSA 10, but it's leveling out at this 4K number in terms of pop count. So... Yes, I'm sure there's going to be more cards submitted to PSA, but I think it's going to be really tough to get it in PSA 10 condition. And then you add on top of what everything Hyung mentioned and and you, uh, you mentioned as well, Chris. Like it's such an iconic card, um, not just for base, you know, baseball cards, but for baseball in a way. Like people just recognize this card uh, right away. So I'm gonna say it's underrated, even though it is steep. I you know, if I had a lot more money. I'm buying this card. I I, <laughs> I have a I had a PSA nine when I first got back into the hobby because I just love the well, card. Well, I've got a raw um, one that I might submit and then give you a call if I get the ten on it. I'll give you a good price, man. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> do it, please. <laughs> I'll probably come back a PSA nine though <laughs> or eight. Um, and there's a huge different price differential, right? PSA nines go for two hundred bucks. See, maybe hey, that, maybe that's your bargain. How many of those? What's the pop count on the nines? Uh, just twenty nine thousand six hundred eighteen. Oh, right? yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Twenty nine thousand pop count for PSA nine and a four thousand pop count for PSA ten. Awesome Crazy. All right. <laughs> okay. Next on my list is Barry Bonds, nineteen eighty six tops traded. Tiffany, I believe, right? The eleven T pop count is four hundred forty four, and that's going for a cool. Five thousand forty dollars. You know what? You know my answer on bonds. You guys yeah, already talked know. about it. <laughs> and I don't obviously like Sean's that all price in. point. Yeah, I'm all in on bonds. I think he's the greatest hitter of all time. It's not even close. There's not even a close first. It's Barry Bonds all the way. Um, and I think you know, obviously, Topps Tiffany was the set to get. Like, there's that's the rarity. Um, uh, it's it's. It's definitely a card that's overpriced, I think, still, based on the 444 pop count. But again, we're talking about these are select few players that I would, uh, you know, invest in for a long-term hold. We're talking, if I showed my portfolio, my card, sports card portfolio to someone, I would be proud to have this card in. Mm. And I wouldn't sell it, right? So for me, it's underrated for... That reason, because the top Stephanie uh, PSA ten, what and probably peak price was probably around ten k, maybe, maybe over less twelve or over, over 12. twelve. There you go. Um, and I, I I think the the retraction of the you know what what we talked about the last you know year that we're gonna see that eighty up to like eighty percent ninety percent retraction on some of these cards. I I don't know if it's gonna go down any more than. It has, but there's definitely room for it to go down. So I'm not, I'm not pumped at the five thousand dollar price at that high pop count. But I will still say underrated just because it's very bonds. Yeah, it's uh, okay. <clears throat> definitely, definitely steep. But I think you kind of nailed it there, Young. It's where I only see more potential for it to go up. I mean, he's Barry Bonds in his career. Obviously, I mean, we don't need to talk about the hitter, um, but all the, the the scandal stuff, the steroid era. He's already hit bottom, right? 
eventually he's going to get in the Hall of Fame, in my mind. I think he's. it's only a matter of time. And when he does, what's going to happen to all his cards, they're going to go up. So, I mean, unless something else drastic happens. But so for me, whatever that price is now, where it kind of plateaus a little bit, maybe this is the plateau, maybe goes down a little bit. But eventually, that long-term hold that you're talking about, Young, that's, it's, it's going to increase again. So I'm going to go underrated on that one as well. Okay, interesting. I would say underrated if his Hall of Fame status was more imminent. I feel like I'm with you. I think he's going to get into a Hall sooner. Not sooner. I think he's going to get into it later. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> One day. Eventually, right? Um, maybe after 10 years. Like I think it's going to be a little bit longer. Um, so I think during that 10-year span, I think it is going to continue to trend downwards. But yeah, I... I Ask me this question again in 10 years. I'll say it's underrated. <laughs> but right now, at this 5K point, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a and lot, I think, yeah. I think it's overrated for that reason. 160-plus war, seven-time MVP. There's <laughs> seven times. There's not one person that has three. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's just uh, ridiculous. He's insane. He was, he's <laughs> the best hitter of all time. I mean, I don't know if he's the, mo- the best player of all time. We look at guys like show like Shoei right now and everything what he can do, but he's definitely That's the best hitter impressive. of yeah. all time in my in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Yep, agreed. All right, another pretty good, decent hitter. Um, I put this post up on my Instagram feed on Five Card Guys uh, maybe a month ago, and I got a couple comments saying this guy is super underrated. So I want to I want to see what you guys think. 1984 Donruss rookie card of Don Mattingly, number 131. Pop count is 310, and it last sold for 3,300. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, Mattingly's our boy now, you right? Guys, you you, you guys... With the Jays? 3,010, eh? <laughs> 84 to run. I, I, I think it's yeah. an iconic car, but I'm not... Like, you got to remember, I think Don... I was a huge Don Mattingly fan, too, because... That was like when I started really loving baseball. He he was a superstar, and he was the guy. But with that said, I don't think I would have Don Mattingly in my PC. To be honest, I'm not, I mm. I just wouldn't have that in my portfolio. Uh, so I'm gonna say overrated on Mattingly. Three and a half K is is pricey, but I know there are some huge Mattingly fans, and you know he's a he's a Yankees all time great. So definitely, there's value there. Yeah, it's another iconic card okay. for me. It's one of, I've, I've got the raw. I've got the raw version of it. And that's actually 84 <laughs> Don Russ um, is probably my favorite set. I think it's just gorgeous, even, you know, in the, the non-rookies. But, um, you know, you got Joe Carter in there was as rookie. But then, like, the Nolan Ryans, Cal Ripken Jr. is in there. They're, they're just they're beautiful. They're beautiful yeah. cards. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit torn on this one. You know, he is he a guy that eventually gets voted into the Hall of Fame? I mean, it's not absolutely unlikely. You know, it's possible, right? So, is he a Hall of Famer, and do those prices increase? But uh, you know, he's he's on that cusp, right? So, I think I think I have to still go overrated just at that price. It's it's super expensive, but I mean, love the card, love the player. Glad he's glad he's with the Jays now. I think he's gonna do. Uh, do wonders with uh with that team and everything yeah. right so i'm uh, really excited about mm-hmm. that and um yeah but uh love of the card but i think it's a little steep okay i feel like chris is sitting on all these 
iconic cards and they're just 100%. raw. It's like hundred <laughs> percent. Submit them. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm waiting for it to be all AI. He will never. He will never submit a card, or he will never sell a card. So it doesn't matter if he grades it. <laughs> I'm gonna get all my ninety Don Russ, uh, Chris Sabos, or something that'll get graded. <laughs> Chris Sabos. <Pop> one. <laughs> Oh, let's see some Von Hayes. Yeah. I got a <laughs> Von Hayes. <laughs> I'm curious. Well, that Don Rust that of uh, Don Manningly that you have is it in pretty good shape? Or yeah, what? There, I mean, I don't, I don't generally buy things that are in terrible shape. But uh, you know, I'm not going magnifying glass on them. It'd have four sharp corners. It'd be centering pretty good. You know, it would be no worse than a sixty forty centering or something like that. But um, okay, yeah, they're usually pretty good. I mean. <laughs> I mean that's that could be potential three and a half K for you. Especially if you think it's underrated. I'm telling you, I'm coming to you first, man. Uh, 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 well, you, I actually think it's overrated. Sorry, Chris. Okay, I'll go a little low. I'll go twenty five hundred for you. But I mean like the pop count's nice. Three hundred ten for a junk wax error card, PSA ten. Compared to the ones we just talked about, Barry Bonds even. He's four forty four, um, so that's not too far yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But I mean like, you know, I almost expected it to be higher than three ten. Right. But um I was looking at the PSA nine value. You know, if you got a PSA nine Chris, if you submitted it, it's like two hundred bucks. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's kinda of like everything's two hundred bucks if it's a PSA <laughs> nine. It seems oh. and, the, and the pot count's like thirty two hundred for a PSA nine. So roll the dice on yeah. that one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's overrated for the three and a half k price tag uh, for Don Mattingly. Okay, here we go. Uh, pitcher, the only pitcher in my um, list here. All right, here we go. Nineteen ninety two Bowman rookie card. Who you know who I'm talking about? Mariano best, Rivera, Mariano. best reliever of all time. Mariano Rivera wearing his khaki pants. You know that. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert here, Clark. I got one in a raw. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, you just gotta submit. We gotta do it like that. A, one might have been packed. Just bring those cards. Oh, okay, so you should just bring those cards to Hyung Studio. Hyung will submit it. We'll we'll, we'll film the whole thing. You know, it'll be good content for hundred percent channels. Let's do it <laughs> and see what comes back. Yeah, all these uh, that would be amazing. But anyway, the nineteen ninety two Bowman Mariano Rivera rookie card number three hundred two pop count for PSA ten is one thousand five hundred thirty eight. And it last sold for six hundred twenty dollars. Underrated, hundred percent underrated. Like I, I, I think he's the best closer of all time. Obviously, you know this guy has some, you know, uh, record record numbers career wise as a closer. And you know he's he's had a Hall of Fame obviously career, and you know five time World Series Yankee, all time Yankee, like. Uh, in terms of like what he's known for, where he 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 made his presence, so that's way too cheap in my opinion. And that was one of the cards that were like when I came back to the hobby, it was kind of like, oh, that's a really really cool card. But I remember when that card was like, like a PSA ten was like dirt cheap, like less than a hundred bucks, you know. Wow, so okay. yeah, so yeah. It, it it still went up, I think, in in my opinion, the last couple of years. But yeah, I think it's still cheap with that. Uh, with that pop count, especially what with what Mariano has done uh, for the game and who he is in terms of a, a Yankee. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, okay, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think this one's you know, underrated. Um, he was, you know, in one word, he's unbelievable, and it was it was mind boggling just 
watching him, what amazed me as a pitcher, watching this guy dominate with one pitch. And not only did he dominate Mm -hmm. with one pitch, he threw one pitch that was rarely a strike. He threw it up and in, out of the zone. Hitters knew it was coming. Good hitters knew it was coming. And they still could not lay off of it. It's insane to me. That just, like, it's mind-boggling. And then, late in his career, this freaking guy goes and develops a two-seamer and starts throwing it. So he's got the the balls breaking each way. And it's like, how are you? That's not fair. You're not allowed to do that, right? There (laughs) there should be new rules that are implemented about Mariano throwing two pitches. No, no, you can only throw one. So, uh, But that's, that's what is so impressive to me about him. Um, that card again, I think it's, you know, 92 Bowman where they, they kind of revamped that design and everything changed the, the stock, the you know, paper stock and everything. Um, mm-hmm. one of the nerdiest pictures I think you'll ever see on a baseball card, which makes <laughs> yeah. it that much. Better. 100%. If, yes. if you say, Hey, take a, the, you know, pick a non-baseball yeah. fan, show him a card, be like, Hey, this is one of the greatest <laughs> players of all time. The old time saves they like. Come, Lean come against on. the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look cool. No, no, it's not. <laughs> like, yeah, that's him. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go underrated on that one. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be an underrated sweep, uh, especially at that price point. But, like, to your point, Chris, like, uh, I was going to say, like, didn't he essentially create the cutter, like, or popularize the cutter? That sure. pitch, you, you guys want right? to, I'll like, tell you a great story here. Sorry, Clark. Okay. So, I was talking to our, our friend yeah. Paul Quantrill. And Quantra was teammates with with Mariano. Okay, and uh, I guess in the in the clubhouse one day, Quantra said, "Hey, Mariano, you know, like, who taught you that cutter?" And Mariano said, mm. "God." And 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 Q <laughs> kind of scoffed a little. He's like, "He's like what?" He's like, yeah. "You tell me that God taught you that cutter?" He said, "Yeah." Mariano's sister goes, "Who taught you that sinker?" Because Q had a really good sinker, good two sinker. Q stopped mm-hmm. for a second. God, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's just God given, right? So it's kind of a funny story. Q told us that one. I really like. That's hilarious. Yeah, that, that's so funny. Um, yeah, and like that pitch was like, like you say, people knew it was coming, and they just still couldn't hit it. And how many clips of the, how many clips are there out there that, you know, Mariano's broken how many bats? You know what I mean? Like, like there's so many bats he broke uh, just because of that. Didn't pitch when he retired? Right didn't somebody, one of the teams, give him, uh, you know, in his his um, you know final go around of all the stadiums, present him with a chair right. that was made up with all the bats yeah. that w- that he broke. Oh, <laughs> I really? think that oh, was a thing. Cool. That was like, yeah, that's a pretty funny gift. Yeah, right? yeah. So, like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, a uh, couple more. Um, the nineteen nine okay this this player if he played if he was playing today with everyone loving home runs I just don't know what his cards would do but because he played in the junk wax era things are different nineteen ninety Leaf Frank Thomas rookie card number three hundred pop counts high four thousand two hundred fifty but it's one hundred nineteen dollars oh yeah super underrated man this was <laughs> and this was a big big card for me like just nostalgia all over the place like this was actually one of one of the chases for me like mm-hmm. i i remember this like if you had the the, the leaf frank thomas it's like holy geez you you hit it you hit it so yeah. it was kind of like that <laughs> iconic card for me um yeah it's ridiculous how 
how cheap that is. Um, I'm I'm underrated on it. Do, for do sure. you have any of those, Joe? You know what? That's embarrassing. That I I I pulled one out of out of ten Frank Thomas auto. And I sold it right away. I, I'm such a sellout. Like, you know, I, I, I talk all this smack. Like, this guy is so good. Like, Frank Thomas is, like, obviously one of the best hitters of all time, too. But, yeah. No, I don't have well, any. So well, if, I'm going shopping If you want to get your hands on a 1990 Leaf raw Frank Thomas, I know a guy who's got one. <laughs> He's just unloading, eh? Just unloading. Oh, man. Love that card. Great him first. Great him first. I'm definitely going under, yeah, uh, yeah. Like underrated on that one. That's... That's uh, that that set the ninety leaf. That was the first year of leaf coming back, right? Since what was it, nineteen forty eight or whatever, whatever it was. And uh, there was a lot of hype um, that time for that set. And then they had you know Frank Thomas, and we mentioned Larry Walker already, which I love that card. Sammy Sosa's in that set. Like it was such a nice set, right? So you know even like. And if we want to talk about underrated players in the 90s, a guy like John Allrood, like a, <laughs> he's in that same game, pick up <laughs> sure. an Allrood rookie in 90 <laughs> You know, so some uh, some cool cards in there, but definitely that Frank Thomas, like I said, that was iconic. That was a beautiful, beautiful card, beautiful picture. Uh, it's usually pretty crisp, so I'm not too surprised that the pop count's really high on that. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. going underrated. Yeah, I'm embarrassed to say I don't have a Frank Thomas uh, rookie, so I got to buy one. And um, you know what? I do have Rod, though. You just mentioned him. John Olrude. Five bucks. Nice. I've got a 90, uh, 90 Don Ross Olrude that's uh, hand-signed. Yeah, I get you that one, too. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank Thomas, definitely underrated, and especially at 120 bucks. Um, yeah, I need to pick one of those up for sure. All right, uh, here we go. 1992 Bowman, Chipper Jones, rookie card, number 28. Chipper, what's what's uh, what do we have in terms of? Uh, so that's going to be a second year card, isn't it? He's got ninety one. Uh, he's got the ninety one. Oh, that's right, ninety one yeah. tops. So we got second Why don't year. Look at the ninety two. Ninety two. Okay, you know what? Let's okay. let's switch it up because I was looking at a website, uh, and you're right. Nineteen ninety one tops was his um, rookie yeah. card, right? Yeah. He's and got, there's a variation. He's got, 91, the he's got Desert the upper shield. deck and everything too, right? He's got ninety one yeah, upper deck. And- the Desert Shield is 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 is. Uh, expensive right. one that would be like yeah. your tiffany how about this 1991 tops chipper jones his base psa 10 right um pop count is 5722 and it's going for 100 bucks underrated underrated <laughs> it's ridiculous it's criminal this guy's a chipper hall of jones. famer you know, a career mm-hmm. 300 average you know uh hall of famer um 100 bucks that's insane. I think it, like that's I think at yeah. the beginning of the <laughs> pandemic I picked up a raw one for a buck. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I have one of those as well. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, for 5000 for you know what? I am going to go overrated just just to switch it up here. You know, if the the pop count's high, I I'm not a huge fan of the 91 tops design. Um, you know, I, I actually like his, his upper deck one a little bit more myself, but, um, you know, if there, and, and there are other options out there that over that tops. Right. But so I'm, I'll mm-hmm. go overrated on this one. Okay. I'm with Chris. I think the 5,700 pop counts pretty high hundred bucks for that. Like, uh, 
underrated player for sure you know in terms of the accolades he doesn't get from everyone but uh as a card i'm, I'm with you i think how can overrated. he be that good if your, your boy here struck him out in the 09 wbc <laughs> <laughs> did you i, I did that was, my, right. that was my strike do you do you do you remember your pitch selection? I, I what, do. What, it was got fastball, 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 fastball. I can't remember the count, but we went all fastballs <laughs> on him. And I think we at that okay. point, I was my shoulder was uh, falling off. I, I was coming back off an injury and everything like that. I um, my velo dropped down. I think we got him out on about eighty three mile an hour fastballs. So <laughs> I think he was surprised that I threw that many fastballs in a row. I think he had to be sitting something off. That, that was that was Strategy. when Chipper, Chipper Jones was a dude. I mean that 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 That's year, that Chris. previous year, he he hit like. I was going to say he might have led yeah, the league in won hitting. The, yeah, won the batting. Now. Won the batting. Yeah, won the batting title. So I'll hang my hat on yeah, that one. So how can I spend a hundred bucks on his rookie card if he's punching out off me? <laughs> See, I'm I'm saying I I say five thousand people, you know, snag one of these cards and you make a a vouch that you're gonna lock it up in the safe. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> so and it's it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Leave That's it. A lot of people though. <laughs> Let's corner the right. market. <laughs> That's what I'm doing on all the raw copies. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be tough because there's a million of those. So. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. I'm just keeping going because it's so much fun. But this is the last one. And this is for you, Chris, because I know you mentioned it before. Jose Canseco. Both are heroes. 1986 Donruss. His rookie card number 39. Pop count is 794. And it's going for 355 bucks. I'll, I'll let you take this okay. one, Chris. So... <laughs> I do not have this card in a raw. It is one that I've always okay. wanted. <laughs> and it's funny because I was just over at Hung's place uh, was it yesterday, day before. And I, I mm-hmm. grabbed a box of cards and was looking through it. And lo and behold, I see this 1986 beautiful Don Russ, Jose Canseco card. I was like, what? Right. And it was raw. It wasn't even graded. He's, he's in on the raw streak with me. Um, I was like, this is a gorgeous card. So... I know Young has one uh, at his office there. So um, I love this card. I want this card. Uh, it is in my eBay search history there. And so I'm going to go <laughs> underrated for a couple of reasons. One, iconic card. It's one of those that, um, man, in the hobby back in the you know the, the late 80s, early 90s, this was the card. It was one that was counterfeited a lot. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. they've got you know, those copies out there, but, and then, uh, the other side of it there, and here's my hot take. I mentioned it, uh, to you before Clark, Jose Canseco, I see him being a hall of famer and, uh, you know, I, I haven't Whoa. done the deep dive on everything here. <laughs> okay. But his stats, I think he's, I know like power hitters get a little bit of love, right? Um, what he did in the game. Um, on the field, um, obviously that was enhanced, but now we know that there were a lot of people enhanced. And my other mm-hmm. side of it is if we look at what baseball players do to grow the sport, I know it was frowned upon at the time about him blowing the whistle on steroids, but that changed the game that, you know, mm-hmm. him doing that has taken steroids. I mean, at least we think anyway, steroids are out of the game, um, <clears throat> or it makes it a heck of a lot right. harder anyway. So what he did on the field, combine that with 
what he did to, if you want to think of it as improve the game and, and keep it a level playing field, that uh, that might be Hall of Fame worthy in my eyes. So it's interesting. I know it's a hot take. I know he doesn't have a lot of fans, and I'm sure there's other things off the field that I don't know about. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I think there's definitely reason to give him a look to, to get into the Hall. So I'm going underrated. Mm. Interesting. All right. I, I like that hot take. I like it. <laughs> um, I will say Jose Canseco is one of my like guys that I kind of like idolized, looked up to. He 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 was a guy that brought the element of speed and power to the game. Like five tool. This is like when five tool is like whoa. Like this this guy's the real deal. He was a, like one of the first forty forty guys. He was guys, the right? first so, forty forty guy. But he's got the, the eighty nine Don Russ yeah, card exactly. that says wow. forty forty on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Amazing. right. Yeah. And um, to me, like, he meant a lot in terms for me. Like, uh, so in my PC, you'll 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 see it. Like, I I remember I pull I pulled a redemption Jose Canseco auto. I'm not selling it. Like, it still it means a lot to me. But with that said, I think a lot of newer collectors will be like, "What are you guys talking about? Like, who's Jose Canseco?" <laughs> right. It's He's kind of irrelevant in terms of the hobby, in my opinion. And um, but with that said, uh, they're all valid points where he's on that borderline. I would say the lower end of you know getting into a Hall of Fame. I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest. But um, I mean, that guy was a, a legend to us, an absolute legend. But from a investor standpoint and collector standpoint, I'm going to say uh, overrated. He's he's overrated. He's not a Hall of Famer, but it's still commanding uh, premium prices. So I'm gonna say yeah. overrated. Man, I'm kind of <laughs> torn because like <laughs> this was a good pick. This was a I, good know, pick. I get you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a good one to end on. Uh, for years in fantasy baseball, my team name was always Conseco. Like I I paid homage to Conseco for years and years, and everyone knew my team name because it was always Conseco. So I have like, you know, this affinity towards him and, you know, I, who can forget the, remember that home run he in the, the Sky, Sky Dome? Dome? yeah. Upper deck. <laughs> the, the upper, upper deck. deck shot. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like, it's incredible what his power was. And, um, but I, I, I get Hyung's point. Like, we're big fans, but how many of us are out there that are just super fans of Conseco? And you know what? Like it's funny you mentioned that story about like him being the whistleblower. I always thought that was that was always in the back of my mind. You know, like like people forget that. You know, like Conseco was a guy that really um, changed the game because of what he did there. Um, but I don't know. He just seems to be a polarizing figure, especially after he retired. Like he's almost like. Uh, had like this reality tv star status you know like kind of really you know doing whatever he can to make money now and just like not as well respected um as he was on the field during his heyday right so um i think the the shine has come off of him especially since he's left baseball and he's become this you know tabloid guy more more or less so i'm gonna say he's overrated for the card but that being said I need to yeah. buy this card. I need we to. Do this. So it's it's on let's my eBay watch list too. Yeah, we I'm might... sure we can get a lot of them on. on yeah, eBay. let's do it. <laughs> For sure, I'm in. I'm in. All right, uh, that was a real fun, overrated, underrated segment. Uh, we got to revisit this because there's so many junk box error cards. So um, uh, yeah, we'll definitely do this again. All right, let's end off the show with our regular weekly segment we call Pick One. And if you're new to the show, this is when we each pick two cards or two players 
or two box sets. And uh, we just debate which one we would rather invest in. All right. And as usual, Hyung, do you want to start things off? Sure. I'll uh, lead us off. And I'm not going to go cards this time because uh, I mm. want to do a little more discussion because we have Beggar here and, you know, uh, give a new uh, perspective on this. Uh, so I'm going to go player. Uh, okay. And, you know, big news, opening day, you know, Anthony Volpe makes this roster. Yeah. Very similar to Derek Jeter's kind of debut as a 21-year-old, just under 22 years old, starting shortstop, making opening day roster. Um, mm-hmm. And his prices have spiked like crazy. And he was kind of a chase in the past, but not the original chase. There was another right. guy by the name of Jason Dominguez who was the chase in that same set. So Volpe was in the shadow, and then he blew up. And now he's in the big leagues. But then you have... Uh, Jason Dominguez, who's a big-time prospect. So if I'm investing in one guy, let's just say whether it's 500 bucks, I have a $1,000 budget, $2,000 budget, whatever it is, mm-hmm. who would you invest in as a player? Volpe, who's made the uh, New York Yankees roster, opening day roster, or Dominguez, a minor league player, right, uh, who hasn't who's hyped up to be a, a big-time player but hasn't really shown his potential. He's shown a lot of flash last year, like a lot of promising things this year and in spring training. Who are you guys going to invest, invest in as a player? You got, you got an answer, Clark? I can let you go, go first. first. <laughs> Maybe you can influence <laughs> okay. me. I was like, uh, well, I was hoping the same thing about you, that you would give me some insight. But <laughs> because this is really this tough, is, okay, right? I'll, t- like, I'll, I go, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I just recently... Okay. <laughs> sent our good friend Denzel Clark. I know Denzel played with Dominguez in the Arizona Fall League. And he said he's really good. So I fired a message. But hey, have you ever played with Volpe here? To see if I could get some insight. But he he didn't get back (laughs) to me. So I don't don't know yet. So I don't know the word on Volpe. (laughs) Well, Chris is taking pick one to uh, a new level. I'm doing deep time. (laughs) I'm trying to get personal experience with it. I love it. Um, Okay, I'll I'll go. I can go, though. I think... um, I'm going to go with Dominguez. And so this was this is a tough one. And the only separating fact to me was kind of what we've touched on here, power hitters get love. Right? And I think he's got more power potential than than Volpe. So for that reason, really that reason only, um that's why I got to go with him. There I mean there are Lots of arguments for whole play. Like you said, he's the starting shortstop for the the uh, New York Yankees. But and, and if I'm mm-hmm. thinking about playing devil's advocate, maybe that'll hurt him because now he's always going to be in the shadow, right? Um, so if he doesn't perform the way that uh, his predecessor did, then you know, uh, is he going to get kind of slighted in in the market like New York? So. I'm going to go with Dominguez, look for that big power. If he can do that, um, you know, that short porch in right field, uh, you know, he swings. I think he, I think he's a switch hitter, isn't he? Is he? So, he is. But, I mean, if he faces he? righties okay. more, he's going to get the, the swing left-handed, the short porch in right field. He, he might he might put up some big, big power numbers. So I know he hasn't made it yet, and Volpe has, so there's maybe a little bit more risk there. But uh, I, know, I know at least one of us – uh, in this chat here, loves uh, volatility and risk. So, I'll go. I'll go with. I'll go with Dominguez. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, that helps. That oh, helps God. me a little bit, Chris. 
because um, I was just looking at prices. So I think an Anthony Volpe, I'm just looking at his Bowman Chrome first auto, PSA 10, so for almost uh, 1500 right? Yeah. And, um, and that's definitely a spike up from even a month or two months ago. And Jason Dominguez has gone the other way. You know, he started out with the hype, right? And it was going for 4K, and the last one sold for just over 1000 So the Volpe and Dominguez just essentially flipped, right? And I don't want to pay those prices for Volpe. I'm not, you know, like, good for him. Like, I would be stoked if I had Volpe cards like Hyung does. I, 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 I wanted to, <laughs> but however, I wanted to purposely leave that out there because I didn't want you to base it on today's price. That's oh, okay, okay. That's that's the that's why I put uh, the okay. Player. So the player only, yeah, player only. Who are you gonna okay. invest in? Okay, yeah. then it's easy. Jason Dominguez. Okay, because <laughs> I'm going for the I'm going for the upside. Yeah, like, like you know, and the power hitter argument is it's legit. Yeah, and um, is Volpe gonna be the next Jeter? I don't think so. Like Jeter is like high standard, right? Yeah. I know the comparisons are easy because he plays the same position for the same iconic baseball team. But if you really think about it. Yeah. It's probably not if that's the year. expectation, yeah. there's really very little room for success. Right. right. Yes, exactly. So my comparisons would stop there. You know, you're rooting for the guy, but um, like people are paying as if he might be the next. I, I'll tell you what. I, I think, did watch I, I think, like the bag today, and he looked really good. <laughs> he's good, he's man. And yeah, and he's fast. me and me and Beggar actually, we we're coaching uh, the 2018 junior national team. This is uh, down in Panama. We were getting ready for Panama, and they had Volpe and Bobby Witt Jr. up the middle. Uh, oh, and I, it, it's it's crazy because like that team was unbelievable. They they were so good that year. Uh, but yeah, Volpe was kind of like playing second base, and Bobby Witt Jr. was playing shortstop. And uh, to me, they've kind of come out like ad- identical players almost. I think their game plays very similar. Volpe and Bobby Witt Juniors. Uh, so that's the type of player I see in, in, in Volpe. And I don't know if he's going to be that Derek Jeter type because he's, he's a totally different player. But, um, that's some big shoes to fill regardless For as sure. a 22 year old shortstop this day and age. But if he does what he's capable of doing, because to me, he's a very good baseball player. That's one thing. It's not where it's like raw talent. Is he going to be good? Is he going to be successful? Guys like Corbin Carroll, guys like uh, Anthony Volpe, guys like Bobby Wood Jr., these guys are good baseball players. And to me, it's not like a gamble necessarily, oh, will he pan out in the big league? I think Volpe is going to have a great career. Um, and I, I can't say the same necessarily right now for Jason Dominguez because obviously there's huge hype around him. With that said, as an investor perspective – I know that Volpe's cards are coming out this year, his rookie cards. So that's going to be a huge chase. But what mm-hmm. usually happens, and we've seen this in the past with Julio Rodriguez, Wander Franco's, this kind of uh, 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 settles the Bowman Chrome pricing a little bit. Because right now, there's no option for to invest in Jason Dominguez other than his Bowman First Chrome. Like those are the grails. Same with Volpe. But now Volpe has 20 different rookie cards. Right, a lot of people invest in Volpe. Uh, there are a lot of people outside of the prospecting game by that point because, you know, they're the first ones to you know spike up in price, anyways. Right, so I think for me, um, Jason Dominguez would be the better investment here because Volpe is going to have a boatload of rookie cards, and I think his 
supply demand on his Bowman first chromes will still command. You still have time with him. You know what I mean? Whereas Volpe's is like, man, it's hit or miss. He, he has to perform like yeah. in the big leagues. Otherwise, it's going to be a huge drop off. Right. So like to me, it's the expectations of it, him doing that. I hope he does. I hope he blows out expectations because I, I said Volpe is the starter. He should be the starting shortstop of the Yankees over uh, Peraza, right? Even though Peraza is a better defender right now, better player right now, probably. Volpe is the future of the New York Yankees, in my opinion. And they, like, I think they're showing that by giving him that opening day start, right? So I'm, I'm rooting for Volpe. I'm a Volpe fan, but I'm still going Dominguez as well uh, <laughs> on this with all that said because of, uh, that reason though, it's, it's, uh, it's basically for me, it's the timing of it more so than, um, you know, the player itself, I, I'd say. So I, I, I know Volpe's market's, uh, uh, hot right now. So everybody would say sell Volpe. That's why I didn't want to make that the, the, the right. deciding factor that, you know, he's hot right now. Same with Dominguez. Dominguez market is, is super hot as well. So. But yeah, I yeah. think you can't go wrong with both with either. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's, he's exciting to watch. Like, like we we talked about if speed comes back in the game, full pay. Like he's just going to be a great player to watch, and if he can play well in New York, I mean that kid's going to thrive, right? He's going to be a rock star. He's going to yeah. be a stud. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I hope he does really well too. He's 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 fun to watch. I like that that type of game. The the downside is like when you put this up uh, for pick one, he reminded me of. The same kind of uh, journey that Glaber Torres took. Remember right. when he came in as yeah. a New York Yankees sh- future shortstop, 100%. and then he just faltered under yeah. faltered in Yankee Stadium. And I think he's playing second base now. Like they're trying different things with Torres now, right? I remember I wanted Glaber Torres because he played for the Yankees. He was a shortstop, and it was like a thousand bucks. I'm like, I can't pay a thousand bucks for it. It's a hundred bucks now. Do you Crazy. believe that? Yeah. Yeah, so, Glaber, I mean, yeah, Glaber was a hobby like Chase in, in 2018, 2019, was. right? So, yeah. and that, that's what kind of worries about like the, like the smaller body guys. Like Volpe is mm. a smaller body guy too. Glaber is a smaller body guy. Javi Bai is a smaller body guy. Like these guys aren't big, 5'9, 5'10. Dominguez is 5'9, 5'10. But he's stocky, right? yeah. Like, he is, he is Thanks. in a different class, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. So he's not a middle infielder, right? So that's another yeah. thing where, you know, these guys, these, you know, I'm a little guy, you know, like considered in baseball, like, a, you know, right. five, nine type player. So it's like the longevity of guys like that, like, like going back to Glaber Torres, in my opinion, it's like, it's hard to keep healthy and stay strong because for me, I, I, I feel like that's where it tailed off with Glaber. And it's, it's so hard for him to play catch up at this point because he was hitting 30 plus home runs as a 21 year old. You know, you get injured and you it's hard to find that groove again. Like you have to be very, very strong to put up 30 home runs plus a year in the big leagues. Right. And a smaller body For guy sure. to do that consistently as he gets older. It's it's kind of unheard of. And guys like Altuve, it's just like hats off to that guy. Like that guy is just unbelievable. Yeah. Super Exception. underrated on him, too. Yeah. Sure. So just yeah. doing that. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, uh, Chris, do you want to go yep, next? We can do it. Okay, we're turning back the clock again. We're going back to the good old heydays of the '80s here, and we're gonna we're gonna we're <laughs> oh gonna boy. bring in our Canadian roots here, fellas. So we're gonna go. If you can get a sealed box, 1987 Leaf 
or a sealed box. 1987 OPG <laughs> baseball, not OPG wow, hockey. OPG. OPG baseball. Not top baseball either. <laughs> no. For our American yeah. listeners, not tops. <laughs> Not top no, baseball. No. So, OPG so baseball. Leaf or OPG 1987 <laughs> wow. sealed box. I, bo- I love both the sets. So o- OPG is uh, like they have some big cards in, in both sets, obviously. But the OPG big chase would be the Barry Bonds, I'm assuming. It would be OPG. Uh, and is this – yeah, right? That's for both. Yeah, they're both yeah. Bonds. But like I think the OPG Bonds is a huge, huge – yeah. Card. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. The Leafs bonds is too, but I think the OPG bonds is like a little more rare. But I could be wrong on that. But um, uh, okay. are we talking about ripping or are we talking about holding? Because well, you said well, sealed I, wax. I know. Like, I know. You ripping, as an right? Investor probably hang on to it and never touch it again and sell it off and well, get graded or that, something. <laughs> that's not me as an investor, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. I would have a tough time. I'm ripping that thing. Joe's a gambler. Yeah, no what kidding. are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, you can do what you want with it, I guess. I, I mean, I, I love both designs. Oh, They're beautiful. And I think the, I think Leaf and Opeachy, the reason I, th- I thought of this one is because I think both of them are underrated. You know, they're not going to have the same same print mm-hmm. runs and everything as Tops and Don Russ. So I think they're underrated. No, I sure. actually, su- surprise, surprise, got in the 2020 eBay fix and I was picking up some bonds, you know, uh, leaf and, uh, Greg Maddox leaf cards and everything. So, you know, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. I like that card, man. I'm I, okay. I'll, 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 I'll say I'm going to go with the leaf, uh, for me. I just like it, the OPG is a crazy set, but it's a little boring for me with that, that wood design. And like you said, like for me, the Maddox rated rookie, I think McGuire's mm-hmm. in that leaf. Like, that's a big card. Like, uh, the Bonds obviously is a big, you know, uh, chase as well. So I think the, the, to me, the Don Russ look, the rated rook, rookie was like big for me. Whereas the tops really didn't have anything to signify that it was a rookie or anything. So I'm going to go for the experience because I'm ripping them. I'm not holding <laughs> these. I'm ripping them. I want to know what it feels like to pull a 86 leaf rated rookie, you know? <laughs> Or 87 yeah. uh, rated rookie, so I'm going to go leave for nice. me. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? This is going to be quick and easy for me as well. I'm, I'm ripping too, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be leaf. Like the diversity of cards in that leaf set that, yeah. you know, like I'm looking at it like uh, Bo Jackson, you Bo know, Jackson, you got his yeah, rated rookie. Right. Uh, Greg Maddox, you guys already mentioned, and of course, Barry Bonds. So, um, and I love the rated rookie like that. That's iconic, you know, the kind of the subset there. So I'm going for Leaf. Really, if I was going for OPG, like when you put that up as a, I'm like, OPG hockey? Are we playing yeah. hockey to baseball? <laughs> like, <you laughs> no, know, baseball. Yeah, so it's uh, I'm like, oh, shoot, there's OPG baseball um, actually exists. So, yeah, I'm going yeah, for Leaf the, uh, for those reasons. The OPG reasons. baseball, I, I think it's cool because it is more rare, right? And especially as Canadian, yeah, if, if it got some more yeah. love south of the border, you, you might find more value in them. But um, to me, in that 87 Donruss or Leaf design was always a beautiful set to me. I really, I, I just love the baseballs on the sides, you know. Um, and I, I was the I'm same as Young, that the wood board or the wood grain of 87 tops never really did it for me. And it, I think it only kind of recently came to light maybe in the past few years 
where a lot of people really liked that wood design. And that was an iconic design for them, maybe their favorite of all time, the 87 tops. And I, I just never, I just never felt that. So um, it grew on me a little bit uh, over the past, say, three years. But then in last year's releases, when every parallel was an 87 tops, it kind of, kind of got old quick again. So um, clean sweep, then 87 leaf for me. Love the design. Love that you know it's a the logo even on it on that card and the 87 um, designs. Yeah, I does, like it. Yeah. You know, I like it. And yeah, uh, so cool. So yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple of the rookies and the Leafs, raw obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like the 87 leaf. Nice. It's a sweep. And it's funny, like, like the design of the 1980s, like it's classic, right? And, and when you're talking about the Opichi, the wood grain, like it's, it's kind of like home design, you know, like I used to live in a basement with wood panel, um, on the, you know, on, in the basement. It, it was in style back then, but you know, it's dated now. <laughs> so, <laughs> completely dated. All right. That's a good one. Okay. I'll end off the show with uh, my pick one. So again, I'm, I'm sticking with the junk wax era theme. Um, <laughs> The Barry Bonds, we already talked about it, the 1986 Tops traded Tiffany, but the BGS 9.5, so Beckett graded 9.5 gem mint, has a pop count of 513, and it last sold for 2000, all right? Versus Mark McGuire, his 1985 Tops USA baseball team, you guys know that card, mm-hmm. PSA 10, so it's PSA slab, pop counts 306. And it also went for um, almost two k, nineteen hundred. Oh man! So different things going on here. Different player, different grades, but the price point's similar. You can go attack this one okay, first. I, I got mine. Beggar. So I'll tell you a funny, funny story here. Back, uh, <laughs> you know, we used to trade cards with our buddies, and uh, he offered me a card. It's nineteen eighty five Mark McGuire rookie card. And what did he want for it? He he wanted a screw down case that I had. He needed a screw down case. <laughs> and I, I remember I was like, Are you are you sure? Like it didn't have huge value at the time. This would have been probably around nineteen ninety yeah. or so. Right. Are you sure? He's like, Yeah, I, I would need a screw down. I was like, All right. So I traded for him. So I still have that eighty five McGuire. Raw. No raw, way. of course. No. Not it would not uh, yeah, yeah. gem up or anything like that, but uh still a decent card. To me, it's, it is an iconic card. It's his only true rookie card. Um, so as much as, you know, we like that Bonds, the 86 tops Tiffany, I really do love that Maguire card. So I'm going with that one. Um, it's, uh, it's a special one to me, I guess, but, uh, if I had one in a, in a 9.5 or whatever, and I had it beside my other one, it'd be a good little combo. Nice. Love that. Oh man, I, I did like I grew up watching Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and they're my guys. Um but for me, Barry Bonds, <laughs> you're still on Barry Bonds and it's top Stephanie. How, what's the what's the the BGS nine five have subgrades or what? Um I do I believe so. Yeah. Are, are we talking min gem or are we <laughs> let me let me see or do we have do we have one sub ten grade or this See, is this is how gems. we know that you're an investor and I'm uh, a hobbyist because I go with my heart <laughs> and you're sitting here deep diving into condition. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm close. That's why I'm close because it does – the McGuire does – like that card means a lot to me too. Uh, but like Topps Tiffany Bonds, like to me it's any grade that card is amazing. Like it, it looks different. It's uh, 
it's the iconic Barry Bonds card to get. So, like for me, you could get more rare cards like the Leaf that we talked about, um, uh, Bonds Leaf and OPG as well. But to me, I'm still getting the Tiffany. I think, uh, uh, in my opinion, especially if it's uh, if it's Min Gem, then I'll have. You know to what? Decide. You're you're lucky because the the last one that sold March twentieth of twenty twenty three, so just a few days ago or ten days ago, um, it was a. True gem plus plus. Oh, and what was it? What was the sale? Two thousand. Oh yeah. So Man. centering was ten. Surface was ten. I, 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 were... I would buy that right now. <laughs> Jeez. You missed out. PWCC. You won't see that. You won't see those too often. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, pot five hundred. You might, but like, uh, still, I think it's it's. Yeah, it's a Tiffany. PSA 10 shouldn't be 5K and then BGS 9.5's half, less than half. That's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to break the tie. And in this case, I'm going to go with... Uh, I got I don't have a cool story like Beggar about Mark McGuire. So I'm going with Barry Bonds, <laughs> the top straight of Tiffany. Um, the BGS... Like, I don't mind the BGS 9.5. If you're a listener of this show, I think it's underrated. Yeah, and, I agree. Um, just a value compared to the PSA 10. Um, I just don't think the discrepancy should be that big. So I'd be happy with a BGS 9.5 of uh, Tops Traded Tiffany with Barry Bonds, greatest hitter of all time. All right, that's it. Uh, Chris, again, thanks for joining us. Always fun. We'll have you back soon, I hope. And uh, I'm going to tease uh, your podcast, which we're going to launch soon, the Apple Taco Podcast, where he's going to talk all things baseball, baseball development, uh, we'll we'll promo it here as well, so we'll, nice. you, you guys will know when it's nice. launched, and uh, it's going to be a good listen. You got a sneak preview of how Chris is as a podcaster. I hope that wasn't too too tough for you. No, that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. So uh, I'll be back anytime you guys want. Yeah, we're looking forward to to launching the Apotaco podcast, where we'll have uh, guests on and a couple other baseball players, pro pro guys and uh, college guys, and uh, like you said, all things baseball. And we'll just be shooting the breeze. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait for it. All right. Uh, thanks again for all our listeners and subscribers. And um, if you haven't rated our show and you enjoyed this episode, we'd be um, so grateful if you give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. All right. We'll have a brand new show for you next week. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5 Card Guys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at Trade You at Recess. You can also check us out at 5CardGuys.com. Thanks again, and hope to connect soon.